0: good morning everyone happy good friday to you and welcome to this informal good friday meditation that i want to offer you today i'm just sharing out of my own journaling today and uh, i would like to first of all invite us as we normally do in our beginning to some silence and centering and it's really important today to just pay attention to your breathing uh, Just the breath, that gift of breath that God has given to you. So I'm going to light the candle and uh, to begin our meditation today. And just uh, uh, if you have a candle with you in your home, feel free to light this at the same time. And this, of course, is a reminder that as we celebrate and come together, even virtually online, that Jesus is always with us. His presence is with us. So I invite you where you are just to relax, just to relax into your breathing and uh, just be aware that Jesus is with you as you feel the weight of your body on your chair or wherever you're sitting. And uh, we'll just take a moment of silence and and resume in in a moment. So, today is Good Friday in the church year, uh, the day that the church remembers the Passion and the Crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. And uh, a very unusual Good Friday this year, probably for the first time in church history. There's uh, around the world not going to be meetings, not going to be processionals, not going to be the normal stations of the cross, but we're finding ways. Through the beauty of technology to still come together and to remember uh, Christ's death, his suffering, and uh, the incredible price that God paid to show us his love and to restore and to redeem us from our brokenness and our sin and our pain. And today I want to look at Good Friday. There's so many different um, perspectives that you could look at the the cross and the death of Christ and it's like a multifaceted jewel and and all of all of the facets are are good and enriching and um, one thing that struck me as I reflected on Good Friday this year is its connection to the season of Lent uh, the the word Lent means springtime and it's it Denotes notes the 40-day period that the church designated before Easter Where from the earliest centuries uh, new catechumens, new believers new converts? would be prepared for their baptism at Easter Sunday and In many ways the church corporately would join into this preparation. It was a time of cleansing and purifying and Preparation for new births. So as the new uh, converts were being prepared for their baptism the whole church would prepare for our new birth as it were a new new beginning as it were uh, which is what spring is so about about blossoms and buds and and promise and hope and, and a fresh life and 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 so we began with Ash Wednesday and Ash Wednesday seems so significant this year uh, it seems so long ago now uh, when the world still seems so normal compared to now in this pandemic that we're in and I remember that we gathered a wonderful crowd at St. David of Wales and Insu uh, Kim from Life Church Vancouver was with us as well as Strathcona uh, they all joined us and we had this wonderful uh, beginning to Lent And I remember asking Insu to do the imposition of the ashes. And the ashes, of course, are this, uh, the ashes from the palms of previous Palm Sundays that are burned and mixed with olive oil. And then they are just uh, uh, imposed in the form of a cross, usually on people's foreheads. And the words that Insu gave, uh, that we gave with this uh, imposition of the ashes was, remember you are dust and to dust you will return and uh, this beginning of of lent beginning this way was a reminder of our mortality and we're we're taught by scripture that to be mindful of our mortality as human beings is uh, so important for wise livings the psalmist said teach me to number my days that i may have a heart of wisdom that i may live a wise life that i may live mindfully and lovingly and faithfully and we get in trouble when we lose sight of our mortality and deny deny it and uh, it reminds me of this rabbinical tale that Catherine and i enjoyed reading the other day about a man who was being chased by a tiger that tiger was hungry and wanted to eat him and the man came to the edge of a cliff with nowhere to go and the tiger was closing in on him but just as the tiger got there, he saw this vine hanging over the cliff. So he jumped and he grabbed the vine and began to, to pull, him, uh, let himself down the cliff, uh, breathing a sigh of relief that he'd escaped the tiger. And all of a sudden he realized waiting for him at the bottom of the vine was another tiger. And uh, he, so he stopped and he stuck in limbo between the tiger above and the tiger below. And then he noticed a mouse was chewing on the vine and in this dire situation he looked out and he saw this beautiful plump strawberry that was growing out of the cliff and he reached out and he grabbed the strawberry and it was just the most delicious beautiful strawberry (laughs) he had ever had and that's how the story ends so we don't know what happened but I think the point of the story is is that our mortality teaches us to live into the moment to to see the gifts that are right there, and too often we're stuck in the past, in nostalgia or wishing for better days, and and we don't see the the beauty of this moment. And uh, I've, I I was on my walk this morning through my neighborhood, and it was just incredible. The, it's springtime, the temperatures in double digits, and. And if it's not that way where you're viewing today, please forgive me, but it was just one of these amazing mornings where the birds were singing and it seemed like nobody had told creation about the COVID crisis and about the pandemic. All of creation was in song. And and the fragrances, I felt like all of my senses, sight, taste, touch, smell, hearing, were all being just so graced by creation and embraced by God and i realized and tears began to flow down my cheeks i realized i i haven't i can't remember when i've been bored i I, i've forgotten what boredom is and something has happened in my life where i don't get people that are bored i don't understand how they could ever be bored now i understand that there's certain things in our life that we enjoy doing more than others and, and there may even be certain people that we enjoy being with more than others, that's that's human. But no matter where we are, there's this massive strawberry, this gift Mm -hmm. that God has for us to to love, to be loved, to love well. And so I think a lot about Lent and Good Friday is is God restoring to us the beautiful now, the moment that we're, we're in now. You know, the last sermon I preached live at at our church at the Vineyard was a Lent scripture where it's that famous passage where Jesus interacted with Nicodemus and you remember that conversation where Nicodemus asked Jesus this question after he talked about new birth. He said, well, how can a how can you teach an old dog new tricks? How can I I keep from getting old a a grumpy old man how can I stop this hardening of my attitudes how can I stay fresh and alive and in the present And we we know Nicodemus was a wise scholar he wasn't stupid enough to think that Jesus meant a physical new birth but they're in this theological rhetoric conversation going on so Jesus starts talking about breath he starts talking about the the wind uh, the spirit and the Greek and Hebrew words for, for breath are the same as wind and the same as spirit. So, the, when Jesus said the, the spirit uh, uh, is how we're born, he talks about the wind blows where it wants to. So he interchanges wind and spirit. And we know that breath is so key to our life that in the Genesis story, when God created humanity, God breathes in Adam the breath of life. And then um, uh, we know that the moment we're born, we begin to breathe. And the moment through life, we're constantly breathing in and breathing out. and, And we stop living when we stop breathing. So our breath is so essential to life. And then when Jesus, after the resurrection, came to his disciples in the upper room, the first thing he did is it says, he breathed on him and said, receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the word again is breath and life. And, and so there's this remarkable uh, understanding of the relationship between our breath and our mortality. And I love uh, Richard Rohr's insight on breath where he was writing about the name of God, this unpronounceable name that the Hebrews had. It's represented by our consonants, Y-H-W-H. But basically, you know, we've transliterated Yahweh, but basically it was not regarded as a pronounceable name. And actually understanding progressed to where they began to understand that the the only way the name could be pronounced was by breathing. Literally by inhalation and exhalation, you were saying the name of God. And if that's true, Rohr goes on to say, that the moment you are born and you begin to breathe, you say the name of Yahweh, of God. And you say that name every time you breathe, in and out. And then the moment you, you die, you stop saying the name. Which means if that's true, that every human being on the face of the earth, whether you're Christian or Muslim or Jewish or Hindu or Buddhist, or rich, or poor, or young, or old, or male, or female, or gay, or straight, you say that name. And that name is is our breath. And then Jesus ends the little dialogue with Nicodemus with, with my reflection on the cross today. He finishes talking to Nicodemus by saying, "As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man will be lifted up." Well, this was an image that Nicodemus would have understood—that famous story in the Old Testament, where the children of Israel stopped living in the moment; they became grumpy and and, and tired, and and they forgot what God had delivered them from, and they. They began to wish for slavery again back in Egypt because at least the meals were more interesting. They were bored with this manna. And so this this attitude brings poisoning and it brought snakes and it brought uh, all kinds of uh, venom into their lives. and, And they began to die of snake bites. And they cried out to God for mercy. And so God instructed Moses to lift up this bronze serpent on a pole. And he said, all you have to do is look. Look, stop looking at yourself. Stop looking at the snake bites. Just see the moment that you're in and see my provision. And then Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And so what the cross means today for me as I present this to you is that it's God's provision of his love and his life, that no matter how you may be grieving today in this pandemic, whatever you may be facing in your own life, in your family, in your job, in your finances, just God loves you and is with you. And he's with you in this moment and your world is magical and enchanted. And there's angels all around you. And that God's presence is with you. And what the cross shows us, that even in those places where God seems to be the most absent, he is actually the most present. So I'd like to invite you to, uh, after this broadcast is done, just with those that are around you, to break bread together and to have communion. And um, Kathleen and I are gonna do this with these elements uh, in a few moments. This beautiful Vancouver Island multi-grain bread, European style. We're gonna break bread together. And with the fruit of the vine, we're gonna remember Jesus' death and how he suffered for us and how God poured out his love for us. And so I just wanna bless these elements uh, and bless you to partake together and uh, allow them to be the body and the blood of Christ today, and to remember God's provision for you, and the gift of your mortality, and that how that mortality is a gift to allow you to be in the present, where God is with you. And so to close this time, I'd like to sing a well-known Vineyard song. If you Google on your phone, Vineyard Breathe, B-R-E-A-T-H-E, and then lyrics, the words will come up. And uh, I think this song expresses uh, just the power of uh, of this message. So I'm just going to go to the piano and invite you to pull those lyrics up on your your phone and uh, to just join me uh, in this song today. Oh, uh-huh. So I bless you in your homes with those that you're with, your loved ones, or even if you're alone, just to enjoy that big, fat strawberry of God's love and life and goodness and compassion and presence on this Good Friday. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.